they assemble at night, each one having prepared as diligently as possible the time given to them before the witching hour, the hour of rain, the time when they begin outdoor cartoon television. Stray casts, it's on the air. the victims of the science age the rulers of the storm no one rules wednesday nights like us the atomic bass punks oh yeah that's it right there we're live again we're back it feels like an eternity but we are back once again it's been one week it's been one week one week since a What's, what's that song? I don't know that one. It's something like Sublime or something. Not oh, even close oh, oh, to that. Yeah, yeah. It's no, not, it's it, Bare Naked Ladies. It's, Why are you singing Bare Naked Ladies? I don't even know who they are. Stop doing it's just, that. It's stuck in my head. Hey, I'm your host, Pat Renwick. Uh, it's another jam-packed fun show full of fun stew and giggles dumplings. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that's what's going on here again tonight. Uh, <laughs> hey, uh, huge show. Not going to kid you. Uh, pretty excited about this one. Uh, <laughs> huge. Uh, huge. Coming up first, um, Mr. S- Mr. Smiley, Mr. Happy-Go-Lucky, uh, our buddy uh, coming to us. Uh, I think he's over in uh, New York. He's over in upstate New York right now. Uh, our bud, Charlie Hartley, coming on first. Yeah. Charlie Hartley coming at us first. Uh, and then live from uh, the iCast, not just iCast, the iCast, the, um, the old uh, the old Cajun baby, first time ever on this uh, little soiree right here, uh, Cliff Crochet coming at us from the iCast at 740. I'm pretty stoked about that. Who knows what uh, Cliff's got worked up for us. We have no idea. We have no idea at all. Hey, but uh, I want to tell you the players uh, in this ball game here tonight, this bass and ball game. Uh, this dude, uh, right? What? What is that? What? What was that? The storm? Is that the travelers yeah, that of the was, storm yeah, once that again? Was the train. We barely made it here tonight. There was a huge storm that that came through here, wiped out the internet, 
Uh, Papa Bruce Bergeron was up on top of the building and he fixed everything in the nick of time with, with a makeshift weather vane. Yes. Now we are live worldwide on this web. The dark web only, though. So if you this web. If you can't get us, that's because we're on the dark web. This guy right here to my right, he is the one and the only. You all know him as the popcorn. Ryan Popcorn Whitaker. Yes. That's how you do it. That's how you popcorn right there. How you doing, Pat? I'm doing great, Ryan. <laughs> Thanks for coming out. Yeah. Hey. It's good to be here. Uh, the guy over here, um, he's our social media uh, uh, coordinator. That's a nice term, right? I mean, doesn't yeah, that I like sound that. official? Social, social media, media coordinator. coordinator. And he will be fielding your questions via the social media uh, live on Facebook and straightcast.net. Well, maybe not straightcast.net, but Facebook. But um, he's this guy over here. He's known as the, uh, the HHF. Um, Harry Humping, uh, f- I, I can't say that word. Henderson's. Henderson's. Harry and the Humping uh, Henderson. Ladies and gentlemen, this is JP High, the hip hop fisherman. He is amazing. Have you met you, JP? Have you met you? Yeah. Have you met you? I'm I'm the man. You are amazing. That's <laughs> JP High. He's the hip hop fisherman. Uh, he is um one of the most extra crispy producers in in this whole bassin biz. Um, in fact, he got the uh, he tied for the extra crispy award uh, that I gave out over the weekend. Him and Brian Stockle, they tied. It was an even draw. Uh, this is the Ginger Ninja Andrew Ellenberger right here. Yeah, he produces the hell out of this thing. He's the screw lock on the Dem jig that keeps the trailer afloat. On he just this. turned a knob. He did. He turned knobs and made sounds. It's a live studio audience. Hey, He's um, doing stuff. A lot of great things um, happened to us in in this week, uh, last week. Um, First off, we are super proud, sincerely proud to announce um, our partnership with uh, Alpha Angler Rods. Yes, Alpha Angler. Give it up for them. That's the studio audience. That's how you do it. Right there. Yeah. Yeah. AlphaAngler.com. We've officially paired with them. Um, not going to kid you, probably the finest fishing rods in the market. And I know it sounds like a, like a sales pitch, but man, you got to check them out. Alpha, alphaangler.com. Not alf alpha, but alphaangler.com. Um, basically custom made fishing rods for you, the fisherman, technique specific, bass tested, mother approved. They all got cool names too. They, they do. Yeah. They're, they're amazing. Um, also if you notice, um, we're not going to say much yet, but, um, what these we're drinking out of these mugs here tonight, and they have this logo on them with a T and an H and a Marine right here. Uh, thank yep. you to Mean Gene Eisman from uh, from TH Marine for sending these our way. Do I got the logo right? Is, is the logo right on the monitor? I think he got it upside down. Spin it a little bit. It's right there, TH Marine. From trolling motor to transom, TH Marine, right there. Hey, we got all that out of the way. Hey, I want to say a special hello uh, to a, an amazing angler uh, watching us tonight. Um, let's give a warm, loud, round studio audience round of applause for yes. Dan Welch. Dan Welch is watching us from FLA from Florida. Hi, Dan Welch. Glad you could join us. Hey, uh, you know what's amazing also? Power poles. Put them down. Mm-hmm. Don't go anywhere, because we're coming back with smiling Charlie Hartley. See you in a minute. Quality, dependability, consistency, and fish-catching performance is what separates a War Eagle spinnerbait from the pack. 
hand-assembled, inspected, and tested in Rogers, Arkansas, Warrior Galores are the choice of Mike McClellan, Andy Morgan, Edwin Evers, and you, the serious bass angler. Warrior Galores, when you absolutely have to catch fish. Find Warrior Galores at your local tackle store or visit WarriorGalures.com today. PH Custom Lures by Phil Hunt are quickly becoming the most sought-after custom balsa baits in the industry, from the Little Hunter to the Squeaky Pea. These baits are pure quality, handcrafted, hand-carved, and hand-painted. But most importantly, they flat-out catch fish. PH Custom Lures has a bait for any situation in a magnitude of colors. Check out the Old School, Straighter, and PH Custom Series at phcustomlures.com. That's phcustomlures.com. Welcome back, welcome back. Straight Cast Outdoor Cartoon Television. I'm Pat Renwick. This guy sitting next to me is uh, Ryan Popcorn Whitaker. And I think right now on the uh, Skype machine, we may or may not have the legend. I'm calling him a legend. I'm calling him a legend. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Charlie Hartley right here. What's going on? Are you there, Charlie? Oh, I am. Can you see me? I can't see you. Did you answer using the video icon? I did. What the heck is going on? I think we just got a weak connection. Oh, there's Charlie. There he is. Yeah, we got you, Charlie. There he is. What's up, man? All right. How's that? That's upside down, Charlie Hartley. (laughs) You got it sideways. You are very, uh, you're very um, ergonomic. Is that a word? Nope. Nope. (laughs) Halfway halfway back. Other way back. Quarter turn. That's uh, that's better than upside down Bill Dance. (laughs) Right there. Oh, there you are. Charlie Hartley. You did it. You did it. Yes. You're always. What? Good to see you. We're in the boat, and I hope there's enough light left that I can show you. I left rods out on the deck, and I know you like to play, but we'll make this a little informational about catching smallmouth. Oh, awesome. yeah. I'm speaking your language there. because the, the, Yes, the, the smallmouth hate me, Charlie. I don't know why, but they hate me for some reason. I love them. I love them dearly, but for some reason, I, I think it's my pheromones. You don't, you don't show them enough it's attention. It's pheromones, I think. I think that's what it is. Got to show them attention. Yeah, I don't show them enough attention, and I catch them on accident, Charlie. But, hey, welcome back to the show, dude. It's great to have you, man. Where, where are you right now? It was – I'm at uh, one of the Finger Lakes. I won't disclose which one because uh-huh. the fishing's so good. I don't need any company, but I went from uh, – Mr. Iconelli's tournament where I got to see you. It was a pleasure to see you and Ginger Man. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, on the battleship, and uh, I went from there to uh, one of the Finger Lakes to wait for my big truck to get repaired. I went through a transmission on the way home from Oneida, week before Iconelli. So I've been fishing like every day. My wonderful wife, Tracy, thank you, Tracy, brought me her truck. 
Um, we always make her buy a backup vehicle that's a tow vehicle, so we're 24-7. That's Bassmobile number two. Nice. And uh, she's been hanging out in the hotel while I've been fishing the Finger Lakes, and you've been seeing some of the pictures I've been seeing. Oh, yeah, dude. You've been wrecking them, man. You've been finger banging. There's no doubt about it. I mean, you've been, you've been, you've been catching them. There's, there's, no, there's no doubt. Man, you, you, you love those small mouth. I mean, you... I, and I'm going to say this sincerely. I don't think that I've ever met a professional fisherman that conveys as much enthusiasm for, I'm, I'm not going to say the sport, but just the art of angling. You know, so we all love bass fishing. That's why, that's why people are watching this show. That's why we are here in the studio. That's why you are here tonight. But you convey it, man. There's like a there's a certain glow about smiling Charlie Hartley. There really is. Well, I appreciate that. I I've, uh, I'm very fortunate. I get to spend a lot of hours on the water, and thank God for fishing. I was gonna do something very hard and repetitive. I had that uh, gene in my body, and thank goodness catching a fish gives me the greatest rush of anything I've ever tried. And uh, I get to do it a lot, and I really take my art, and you say it correctly, the art of fishing i take it seriously it's my life's work um and uh, it's really a pleasure to have a few days where there isn't a tournament where anyone judges you for your life's work because you don't <laughs> bring a bag to the weigh-in stand and when the pressure's off like that you get to have a lot more fun and you try things that you'd never try in a tournament you know when you're practicing for a tournament and under the stress of a tournament your mind isn't nearly as open and when you're out here play fishing with nothing to prepare for you'll pick up a spook and throw it in the middle of the lake you'll pick up a whopper plopper you're you'll do things that wouldn't necessarily be great tournament moves but it's amazing in this sport when you do things like that. Sometimes they would be great tournament moves. That's the neat thing about our sport is it's unlimited. The biggest five fish are always still in the lake. There's a bigger limit <laughs> to be caught than what the winner <laughs> caught, which is the neatest thing about our game. This is when you, this is when you learn. It's when you're out yes, there this, just goofing yeah, off, this right? It's when you learn and it's when you realize uh, – you can break all the rules. I sent you pictures catching smallmouth in the middle of the lake at one in the afternoon, bluebird skies, flat calm, 80 degrees out. You know, isn't that awesome? Dude, I mean, it is. And you're, you're willing to take, when you're not in a derby, when, you're not, when there's not money on the line, when there's not points on the line, um, you, as many anglers, are willing to take that risk. Yet we see it time and time again, Charlie. It's oftentimes that the winners of these derbies are the ones that are willing to take those risks on the water, aren't they? Yes. One of my biggest tournament uh, uh, flaws is I'm very conservative. You know, I'm scared to death during a tournament, and I fish very conservatively. I have to go somewhere where I've caught a fish recently. Very hard for me to think outside of the box during tournament competition and that's what separates the men from the boys a lot of times charlie uh you you fish where you're from you fish a lot of really tough fisheries um i want to know how do you have any mind games you play with yourself when you're uh when you're trying to you're fishing for just five bites 
and you know that. So it might be two, three hours in between a bite. Are there any mind tricks that you play to keep your head in the game? In between I don't bites? have that problem because I love. I have a passion for fishing. When I was younger, I couldn't stay focused, but I can now. But I'll tell you that one of the things I do in a derby on a hard fishery is try to be more efficient or more prepared than any of my competitors. Sometimes there's only five little fish to be caught, so if you can keep your line in the water more or if you can, you know, have more lures pre-rigged or make more casts than the next guy. Those are the kinds of things that come into play. I'm going to show you something real quick that, yes. that t- lends itself to that. Can you see those? Uh, not yet. I just see I just see a Ranger logo. Okay. How about now? Okay, this. See that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's for pre-rigging Carolina rigs. Wow. And this one's for pre-rigging drop shots. Mm-hmm. And you. you know, when you're out in the middle of the lake and you're Carolina rigging around a bunch of zebra mussels and you break off all the time, a Carolina rig takes several knots to re-rig. But if your leaders are pre-rigged, you can get back in the water quicker than the next guy. So those are things you can do in the hotel the night before that don't cost you time on the water during the tournament. Sure. Excellent. So pre, pre-rigging the balls and chains. I do the same thing yeah. with the drop shots. There's nothing worse than trying to rig that thing up when you're in a hurry. Especially it's, in waves. I usually just forget about it. Just say, I'm not drop shotting anymore. I break it off. Yeah. It's, it's over. Bad plan. Now, if that's right. where you're catching them, that's a bad, bad <laughs> Exactly. Uh, dude, I mean, that is awesome. Hey, I'm chomping at the bit. Let's look around that boat a little more, Charlie. Yeah, yeah. Can you see this? Uh, I just see the top of your... Okay, all right, gotcha. Oh, there it is. That's organized. You are very organized. Oh, there's There's a skateboard. There's a skateboard. (laughs) (laughs) What is that board, Charlie? He doesn't use drift socks. He uses skateboards. That's a uh, a Tony Hawk. That's a new Tony Hawk or a uh, birdhouse. Birdhouse. Birdhouse poop, 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 bird poop logo. (laughs) Can uh, Can you see the little Sammy? I do. Oh, yeah. I do see yeah. that right there. I was fishing a, a speed crawl a lot. And, uh, you know, I fish it three different ways for smallmouth. I Carolina rig it. I shaky head it. And I use it behind a football head jig. And uh, gotcha. you can even fish it behind a... Uh, 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 a biffle head, if you know what I mean. A swing Absolutely. Head. Yep. A, a great smallmouth bait, very underrated smallmouth bait. That's a real versatile bait. Um, and uh, don't ever underestimate a Carolina rig. And I'll tell you a trick on a Carolina rig in smallmouth lakes with grass in it. Yes. Really long leader. You'd be amazed how long leader can change the amount of bites you get in uh, these kind of lakes that have smallmouth and, you know, grass in them. Sure. Is that just because you want it floating up above the grass? No, you know, contrary to popular belief, your bait does not float above the grass. Um, I, it, it has something to do within these natural lakes getting the, the bait further away from the weight, I believe. I believe, but I don't know why. But you don't argue with something that adds more bites, you know. Yeah. I fished with a guy once that showed me that. A lot of these tricks in my boat... Uh, were things that I learned from a co-angler or a one of my peers. You know, that's how we add to our arsenal. Sure, it's a constant evolution. I mean, you, if you do, if you don't continue to learn in this sport, you're done. You're, you're absolutely done. How long are we talking here? Like, five can you see feet? this one? Let's see. 
Yep. Okay, gotcha. What do we got here? That has been killer this week. Just a uh, half-ounce football head jig. There it is. Okay. With a uh, speed crawl behind it. And believe it or not, uh, dipping those little uh, uh, pinchers in red or orange may or may not add to the bite. I think it does. I think it does, too. (laughs) I'm I'm religious with that. I can't not do that. People are like, you're nuts, dude. and, and, And the secret one is the chorge. Do you know about the chorge, Charlie? Yeah, and uh, I'll tell you another thing. Uh, a real cheap dye marker is a red Sharpie pen. Works better than you would think for dyeing tails. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Just a regular red Sharpie pen. That's I mean it. Now, those yeah. are the the regular speed craws, not the super speed craws, right? That's correct. Yep, that's correct. For smallmouth, I prefer the little one. Like on a swim jig or something for largemouth, I would uh, use the super speed craw a lot. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. And I'm not I'm not sponsored by Zoom, but everyone, every bass fisherman that's on the tour fishes Zoom baits. We all own them. I mean, them or not. we we do, yeah. man. I mean, yeah, they make great baits. They make great baits. From the chunks to the to the flukes, the, the whole deal. I, I I there's a lot of Zoom in my boat. Yes, sir. Yeah, man. So what? When do you throw the super speed crawl? The bit the the, the, uh, the fat one. Yeah, mainly as a uh, a swim jig trailer. There you I like go. that one as a swim jig trailer. Dude, it, it makes a great uh, down in Florida. I throw. That's the neat thing about speed crawl. So versatile. We punch that same little ultra vibe speed crawl, you know, through mats in Okeechobee. So you catch small mouth on it. You catch big large mouth on it in Florida. Real versatile bait. And it's and that is kind of something that a lot of um, touring professionals on both tours don't really talk about, but. Man, m- most of the guys are throwing that super speed crawl behind the swim jigs, man. I, so thank you for sharing that. I'm, I appreciate your honesty. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> hey, uh, I want to tell you a couple dirty words. You want to hear them? Uh-oh. Yeah. Yeah, let's uh, Here's a couple Charlie Hartley uh, dirty words I learned from Charlie Hartley. Okay. All right. Uh, the first one is uh, Lake Martin. All right. Yeah, you know, for years it kept me from graduating up to the tour. It was on the invitational circuit like three years in a row, and I'd be right in position to make it up to the tour, and that sucker would burn my butt. But I had some really neat days on it, just not good enough. But it, it kind of did... Uh... How'd you know that? You really did some research. I know all about you. I read your file. Stern doing your research. I I got a whole team of unprofessionals that work behind me. That's what Howard would say. (laughs) And here's another dirty word: Matt Flippin. Matt Flippin. You're not the craziest about that, are you? No, you know, in Florida, I usually uh, shy away from it whenever I can. Although I've caught some beautiful fish flipping mats, it's just that. It's really hard to compete against the best in the world at flipping mass if if you're a novice. And what's what's intimidating uh, like, about it? What's intimidating to you about flipping mats? Um, you know, it's uh, to me uh, a a mat. All the mats look the same, but to a Florida guy, all those reefs out there behind me look the same, and to me, none of them look alike. So yeah, it's just one of those things. I do real well in Florida, but it's usually not with a, with braid in my hand. You know, I I catch a lot of fish down there on chatter baits. I Carolina rig down there a lot. I uh, dead stick a lot, and I fish a prop bait. Florida is one of my favorite places to catch giants on topwater. I weighed a 10-pounder once in uh, FLW on a prop bait, uh, and uh, 
Uh, I, the, I've weighed two 10-pounders uh, in BASS competition, and one was at the Kissimmee Chain, a 10-11 that came up on a prop bait, but I wow. had to catch it on a Senko. There's some magic about those prop baits in Florida, too. I mean, going back to the old old Devil's Horse, and our and our, our buddy Wesley Strader designed one for, for PH Custom Lures that's... You know, there's the old Bagley twin spins. Squeaky Pete. The, the, yeah. Bangalore, yeah. One of the most exciting bites known to man is a prop bait bite. I've had fish in Florida where you didn't know if you should set the hook or drop the rod and run for the hills. <laughs> <laughs> Why, Actual, though? Actual, I mean, unbelievably violent strikes. And, you know, that smallmouth bite I, I told you uh, Yesterday, when I got on that big uh, topwater bite yesterday, the first one literally blew the Sammy three feet to the right. And when it did it, I thought it was throwing bait three feet to the right. But it was <laughs> my bait it was throwing three feet to the right. And it missed it a second time, and the third time it flushed it. You know, it had it all. It was unbelievable. Man, and, and nothing like those those smallmouth strikes, especially in those conditions you described, like flat calm, and, and then here it comes. Here, here it comes, the old demon. Yep, yep, and it seemed like there was one big one on each reef. Uh, it was almost within the first five casts of pulling up to a reef. And after that, you know, you were wasting your time. You might as well go to another reef. It was almost like a big fish swim bait bite. You know, yeah. if there was one on that reef, he was going to see it the first time I came across. It was so calm and so quiet. I think they heard it land on the surface. And a couple of the bites were the first time you, you know, try to walk it back and forth. And isn't it amazing where you are right now in the part of the country that you're in right now, in those Finger Lakes? It's I mean, the fishing is so good, such fertile fisheries, and, and yet the, the pressure is still minimal. How, how is this? Around us, it's like fishing in Japan. There's 50 boats on top of you. you know why? <laughs> yeah, the main reason the pressure is minimal is not only, uh, it, you know, are they out in the middle of nowhere and you're not near a big city, but th- for eight months they're under ice. You guys are from a part of the world where your lakes are under ice for four or five, six months. People don't realize a lake like Gunnersville gets fished 365 days a year. These lakes literally don't get fished for six, seven, eight months. You go to a lake like Champlain, and if there's not a tournament there, even during season, the the ramp, the parking lot at the ramp's empty. It's you crazy. know, other than some pleasure boaters, um, these lakes don't get molested like our metropolitan lakes do. And the fish are dumber. And fish and we- we yeah, the them. fishing shows it, you know. It's so much fun to catch them and not just cast. <laughs> hey, we're doing this thing live on the uh, on the book face here, and uh, your fans have some questions uh, for you, Charlie. What, what's going on, JP? What do they want to know from Charlie? Uh, what's up, Charlie? We got a... Uh, Hi, buddy. How are you? Our buddy Chip is wondering, do you use straight fluorocarbon or braid to fluoro? Great. I use both, you know, and that's a great question. It depends on the tactic. If I'm casting with my spinning rod, I use braid to fluoro. If I'm just flipping the bale, like drop shotting or something where I don't have to manage the line, a lot of times I still use fluoro to fluoro. I use a little swivel, but uh, I really believe sometimes braid uh, is a negative without any stretch when you're fighting a smallmouth. Um, mm-hmm. But it's definitely a positive for casting and managing your line. So a lot of times when I drop shot, all I do is flip the bale. So I'm not, I don't need braid on there. 
and I feel like I have uh, I can fight a smallmouth better um, with straight fluoro than braid to fluoro. But braid to fluoro is definitely the way to go. Eighty percent of the time on a spinning rod, it's the deal. Absolutely. So in lines with that, like when you were talking about those Sammies, are you throwing straight mono? Or are you going <laughs> braid to mono? <laughs> Great question. You know, if uh, if I'm throwing a big topwater bait i throw blade braid to mono if i'm throwing a little one like i am here on a small rod i throw straight mono straight mono. Uh, six 14 or 17 yeah 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 we got we got uh ray and steve both want to know can you still do a kickflip oh absolutely i but i'm even better <laughs> you know i'm i'm better at like 360s and i do a lot of half pipes still Oh, wow. And uh, handstands and uh, things to that effect. And we, wow. got, we got someone, we got Josh watching. He wants to know, he wants to know about the James River. You won that event last year, and that's coming up around the corner. And we understand. August third, dude. If you don't want to give anything up, we understand. Oh no, I give up everything. You know, Charlie. <laughs> my I, uh, the way I won that tournament is just hard work, man. Like I do in every tournament. I don't have any secrets. Um, it, Pay attention to the tide. Don't run the tide, but when you're fishing, pay attention to the tide. The tide positions the fish. Almost every single fish I caught was being influenced by the tide. And uh, um, if something looks good, throw a bait at it. One of the best fish I caught during the tournament was something I had not flipped on, and I was running by it. And I said, if you don't flip that, you're an idiot. And I, you know, shut the big motor off just in time to pitch at it and caught one of my best fit. Awesome. Thank nice. you, man. Excellent. Hey, uh, Charlie, I want to give a, um, a, a special shout out to, to uh, a buddy of yours that's, uh, that, that's watching the show Thank- tonight, man. Uh, um, you're, you're good buddy, Dan Welch. Amazing fisherman and a great friend, isn't he? He's a BASS champion and uh, such a good friend. Can I? We got time for a quick Dan Welsh story? Absolutely, we do. Yeah, man. Uh, you know, everyone in fishing, and you know this, uh, is like family. We all travel together like uh, uh, gypsies on the road. Yep. And, uh, my mom passed away when I was at a tournament. I was at her bedside until I had to leave for the tournament. And she passed away during the tournament and the funeral was going to be after the first day weigh in it don't matter i was many states away and bass helped me get weighed in early and get me to an airport and i got to go to my mom's funeral and my buddy dan welch and his wife were waiting outside the funeral in their suburban and they'd made up a bed in the back of the truck for me and said you go to sleep we'll have you back for the second day of tournament for the blast off and they drove me all night and i was at blast off the second day how about that that's an amazing friend without me being able to ask he has pulled me out of more swamps and (laughs) taken my trailer to me with more broken down motors than any man alive he's a great man that that is awesome that is awesome and 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 he's watching the show right now and and uh, and so is tracy your uh, your better half She's put up with a rough week. You know, we're waiting for my truck to get repaired, and she's letting me uh, kind of vacation while we're waiting. It's the first time I've never been in a hurry for, for my truck to be repaired. <laughs> you know what's the be- the be- my favorite thing about Tracy is she's a she's a fan of this Stray Cast show. We love her. 
the fan of fishing, you know, she really is, bless her heart, she had no idea when we got married 20 plus years ago what she was getting into, she thought I was just a fisherman, she didn't know I was a bass head like you, <laughs> and uh, she has been all over the country with me, bless her heart, thank you, Trace. Hey, Charlie, what, uh, what what's your fondest moment on the water? Oh, whew. wow, that's... To t- uh, if you got to pick one on the water, you know, I'll tell a quick one here. I love this one. <laughs> nice. Um, I was at Okeechobee once in a tournament. It doesn't matter, but I always tell this story because, uh, you know, when it's really going well is when you put a really big fish in the live well. And I mean, a big one, like a seven and a half, eight pounder. And you look at your partner and you say, it can't get any better than that. And you stand up and make a cast and you catch a bigger one. <laughs> that, that is probably my fondest memory in fishing is when you actually say out loud, it can't possibly get better than this. <laughs> and it does. That's the coolest thing. That's why how cool our sport is. Okay, now tell me the worst memory on the water. Oh, I've lost so many fish that have broken my heart. <laughs> I've had days where every single fish gets off. And we'll just go to a recent one. The second day at Oneida, just a couple of weeks ago, my co-angler gave me a shellacking like you <laughs> don't deserve. And it makes you look at this sport that you spent your whole life trying to master and just shake your head. And it was his first Bass Masters ever. And... I, it took everything for me not to get sarcastic and upset with how big a fish he was catching. <laughs> and finally, later in the day, we had a flurry where we both caught him every cast. And it dawned on me, this dude was, you know, he's going to be in the top two or three. He's had the day of his life. And you got to share it with him. As much as I wanted to be upset about having a crappy day and not getting the points I wanted, I got to watch this guy have the best day he's ever had on the water. And it didn't matter if he threw over there or if he threw over there. He was going to catch the biggest one on the reef. And that's embedded in his mind forever, Charlie, just as it is in yours, man. That's paying it forward, dude. Priceless memory. That's why you're smiling, Charlie Hartley. That's why you are smiling, Charlie Hartley. (laughs) <laughs> There's no doubt about it. Hey, now, now I would like you to do this for me. Describe to me the ultimate jig bite. Just describe a jig bite, man. I know you love it. You're a freak about it. Describe yeah, it. Get I, as passionate yeah. as you can. Yeah. Yeah, and I even got shellacked a couple of weeks ago on a jig while I was trying to drop shot. Um, you know, a smallmouth eat a jig a whole lot different than a largemouth, but probably the greatest jig bite is when I'm largemouth flipping, and I love flipping a jig to wood, and the greatest bite is, is the one you don't feel. It's, it's when you lose contact with your jig, And it all adds up in your brain, and you know when you swing that rod. You haven't even felt anything yet. Right. But you know when you swing that rod, it's going to double. Because you've done this long enough, and when that jig disappears or you lose contact with it, you know it's no 12-incher. It's one that just took it down its gullet, and you're going to bend your rod. It's a wrist herder. That bite, too, though, can be a heartbreaker, because if you don't reel up fast enough, you can whiff. 
You know, yeah, well, you swing against I've all that it, slack, and you're like, enough. "Oh my I've god!" Yeah, you're right. But I've done it long enough to, you know, when it adds yeah. up in my brain, what's going on? I pick up that slack, and he gets a he gets to feel Charlie Hartley shit. <laughs> <laughs> Char- Char- Charlie, when we were hanging out at at, uh, at Ike's uh, deal there, you, you said, "Hey, uh, when I come on the show, man, I won't play a game show." Oh, there you go. <laughs> I mean, I, I love that you're a fan, dude. I love that you're a fan of this dumb show. And 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 by golly, I'm gonna shellack you with a game Come show. On. All right, Come all right, ready? We're gonna play a little uh, a little uh, game called the Bassin Match Game. Are you ready, Charlie? Ready. I see you I'm got ready. your thinking cap on. So let's get this Come going. On. Ah, yes, it's the Bassin Match Game with bass fishing professional Charlie Hartley, straight from the Finger Lakes of New York. Okay, Charlie, the first word to you is red-eyed reaper. Red-eyed reaper. Lazy Ike. <laughs> Lazy Ike. <laughs> okay, we'll give that to him. We'll, we'll, give, we'll give that to him. Uh, boat food. Boat food. Cheese crackers. Cheese crackers. Good old-fashioned cheese cracker boat food right there. Shoulda. Woulda, coulda. Changed locations quicker and won the classic. Ooh, that is a <laughs> that's a shoulda, woulda, coulda right mm-hmm. there. You got to you got to you got to dance with who brung you, whatever the hell that means. <laughs> that's yeah. what he did. <laughs> the Beethoven of Bassin. The Beethoven of Bassin. Casey Ashley. Casey Ashley. Okay, we're gonna give Casey Ashley that. Got a couple fishing songs. Um, Scoopernong. Scoopernong. Oh, it's a wonderful worm color. I have plenty of them. <laughs> well, before Green Pumpkin. It, yes, sir. It was before Green Pumpkin, made famous by Harry and Charlie from Bassmaster down, Magazine. down in South Carolina, they call it Scoopernong. Scoopernong. We're Scoopernong. from the north. We don't know any better. We don't know any better here, Charlie. Psychedelic sandwich. Psychedelic sandwich. Well, that would probably be a uh, robo-worm color. A robo Okay. Boy, they're going to steal that from you right now. They're, they're That's a robo-worm uh, color right there. Hey, um, I, I, I usually do pretty well in Jeopardy. I don't think these are Jeopardy. No, wait. Points. I think uh, let's get a consensus. Uh, Give Charlie, me extra credit. He won. Charlie Hartley won. He won. Yeah. Extra credit for speedy responses, too. Yes. You, you were very on the, on the fly there. That was very good. Hey, uh, Charlie, let's say you and Tracy are rolling down the road uh, to a derby. You know, wherever you're going, you're going home. You two lovebirds are rolling down the road, and uh, a song comes on, man. If you had to pick a song that the two of you could jam out to, and you both just be singing at the top of your lungs, what's your jam? What is your jam, Charlie Hartley? Mine would probably, you know, on our first date, I played uh, Steve Winwood, uh, Back in the High Life. Back in the High Life. (laughs) Okay, there it is. Uh, I mean, that was a a, a predecessor of things to come. Mm -hmm. Right right there. (laughs) Hey, Charlie, if you could go back and, uh, and choose whether or not to be a professional skateboarder or a fisherman, which one would you take? Oh, absolutely, fisherman. Absolutely, I love skateboarding, but uh, 
fishing has been so wonderful. I'm sure skateboarding has been wonderful in people's lives, but to think that uh, I've been on TV and have signed autographs because I can catch a fish to me is the neatest thing in the world, dude. That's it. That is outstanding, dude. Plus, you don't get hurt as much. Yeah. It's nice. Skateboarding. I don't know, man. I almost broke my back doing this. This is really, this is tougher than you think. The Great Lakes will definitely destroy a person. Oh, yeah. You'll get a shellacking. That's our word for today. Shellac. Hashtag Charlie Hartley shellacking. Good band, too. It's, It's right there. Charlie Hartley, what's your hopes and dreams? Uh, to keep fishing for a hundred more years like I have been. I have so much fun. I just wish I could live forever and do what I'm doing. And Tracy and I could just keep traveling the country, fishing tournaments, and going to charity benefits and being on the stray cast. Dude, that is that is outstanding, man. And uh, anything you want to say to your, to your fans or your sponsors before we get out of here? Thank you, everyone, for your support. I love to fish, and I'll uh, I'll always try harder than anyone out there. You, you sure do, man. And you are smiling, Charlie Hartley, dude. You're uh, <laughs> you got that glow. You got that glow, dude. It was a pleasure to see you, buddy. Did you get to pull any on any? I, I did over at Ike's Pond. Yeah, yeah. We we got to. Catch I got him. to pull on a couple at the Delaware River, which was a surprise. I didn't think I'd get a pull on any, and that made the great day. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome, dude, and just and just a great thing, man. Great, great that you were involved in that whole like foundation event, and and obviously just a pleasure to see you uh, every time, dude. Every time, and and best of luck to you uh, in, on August. Third, that's the big day coming up, August third. Yes, I've never been a Bassmaster returning champion. I think so they're. I think step it up if the stars align <laughs> and there's no shellacking going on. It's your derby to win, dude. It's your derby right there. Hey, Charlie, thank you so much again, and uh, dude, you are welcome on this show anytime, anytime. You know that, right? You call anytime. We'll go fishing and skateboarding. Let, let's yes. do it. We'll have a combo. Fi- I, I won't skateboard because I will definitely get hurt. I will skate with you. He'll skate. I'll Come fish. to Chicago. We'll skate and catch big smallmouths. There, there it is I right know there. we will. Yeah, we will. Charlie Hartley, thanks so much. Say hi to Tracy for us, and, and thank you again. Catch you on the water, bub. Say hi to Cliff, who's coming up. He's my buddy, too. Yeah, we'll do. <laughs> we'll do, man. Hey, that's Smiling Charlie Hartley right here on the Stray Cast Show. I'm Pat Renwick, Ryan Popcorn Whitaker. Put those power poles down. Don't go nowhere. Uh, the Cajun baby, Cliff Crochet, coming at us from the iCast when we return. Hello, everybody. I'm Bill Dance. No, just kidding. This is Pat. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to StrayCast on iTunes and leave a review. Tell us what you think. Any feedback is greatly appreciated. Thanks for listening. Peace!